Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Dory Greg's Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Bo's still here. Henry's napping. We're trying to record this episode in quarantine, so we're in Dory's office right now. Yep. We're quarantined from Matt's office. Well, currently there's a guitar drying in there with some nitrocellulose lacquer. And it's so dusty in there. It just doesn't it's like not a place I want to be right now. Mm. You know? I, I I do. I really am like trying to think about how to get rid of all the dust. Now, some people out there might say, just dust, you dum-dum. But just dust, you dum-dum. I'd go through so many dusties because <laughs> there's so much dust Well, don't you covering think you can, everything. Why don't you vacuum up a bunch of it? I mean, it's not like the floor dust I'm worried about. It's like all over my computer desk somehow. It's like it's made its way over there. Mm. God knows how much of it I've breathed in. Mostly, too, too mostly have a mask on when I'm standing, but sometimes I don't. Oh boy! 
Anyway, that's why we're in Dory's office. It's so Just cozy. It's pretty dust-free. Gonna go I would describe it as very dust-free. Oh, she's going to shut the door. Oh, and she's knocking on the microphone because she put it on a stand that, quite frankly, is not balanced. She has returned. Wasn't too loud. I think everyone's okay. <laughs> I'm on Dory's mic now. Now I'm on Matt's mic. Dory's mic. Matt's mic. Yours isn't very loud. All right. There we go. Sorry, everyone. This is just some of the hilariousness that ensues here with the Myra and Shafrir household. Maybe we should record remotely. Ugh. What do you mean? Like, I should go in my office and yeah. we should Skype each other? Yeah. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how we're recording our other podcasts. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> there's got to be a better solution here for this microphone stand. <laughs> Matt, a shoe rack. Matt jury rigged like this shoe rack <laughs> because my desk has like a beveled edge so the microphone stand doesn't stay on it, doesn't attach. Yeah. So I have a real wonky I did setup. It very half jokingly. And she's like, no, it's fine. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, it kind of is. All right. Like, there's, I mean, there's no other real place to attach it. I mean, you're, you're next to a bookshelf. You can put it on the bookshelf, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I guess I could. All right. It's hard to know. I just don't know the ins and outs of this place. So what are you doing here? This place meaning my office? Yeah. The corner of the room that is my office? (laughs) What are you doing in here? uh, I podcast in here. Yeah. What other things do you do in here? I write in here. Uh Uh-huh. I surf the internet in here. Yeah. I do yoga in here. Yep. Um, I work out in here. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you play your piano? Not a lot. I don't think you ever play it. I zoom in here. I don't think it's plugged in. Um, you zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, zoom has some really big security flaws. So I've heard. Yeah. NPR told me about it. Oh. The oh, you're NPR, one of them NPR listeners. The NPR business story of the day. Oh. Attached to my Alexa news feed. <laughs> you're cool. Thank you. Uh, well, it's the only news I get is Alexa. Well, it's the NPR news brief every day. I think that's smart. Well, I'm not going to read. It's going to make me feel horrible. I know. I read too much. You read too much news. Yeah, I do. You got to slow your roll. If it's important enough, NPR will have it. And that's... sometimes when it's not even important, NPR has it. <laughs> that is very true. So, I should be more like Matt. Somebody out there should note the time and day. She realizes... Oh, all those all those Lysol wipes you used to use constantly? Oh, I get them out of the house. Oh, coronavirus. We need those Lysol wipes. You've told this anecdote now like News. three times. Hello. <laughs> I don't read Twitter. <laughs> I don't go on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sort of on Instagram here and there's. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't I try not to read too much news. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I would say overall, weirdly, I'm I'm a much more uh I'm less panicky than everybody else. Mm. Just in general. Yeah, but I feel and like I think I, it was it's a result of not uh it's it's a result of putting my head in the sand. Yeah, but I feel like it also took you longer to take it seriously. Partly because your head was in the sand. 
just going by what the NPR news brief was telling me. Were you? Mostly. Okay. What do you mean? Like, I feel like you kind of were like, oh, whatever, for a while. I just did whatever I was allowed to do mm. until I wasn't allowed to do it anymore. Mm. So, like, once Guitar Center closed, I was like, I guess this is serious. <laughs> uh, all right. Disney, Disney World, when that closed, I was like, oh, boy. You're like, this is real serious. Thank God I didn't listen to Dory and book those tickets. I mean... They would have been refunded. Yeah, I know, but I would have been that would have been a hassle I didn't need. True. You know? That's very true. I did it, everyone. Finally the world <laughs> is as I wanted it. Oh everyone no. stays in. And we stay six feet away from each other. <laughs> and don't say hello. Thank you. But what about all the people dying? That is a horrible, horrible side effect of my genie wish. <laughs> yeah. Um but look. I think on the bright side, we're here for you, the listener, and each other, but mostly for Bo. That's how he thinks it is. I can't tell if Bo is like happier that we're home or if it's just actually making him more anxious. I think he's generally annoyed by us. (laughs) And it's mostly just because he keeps having to change where he's sleeping. Because he's like, oh, they're over here now. I got to go over there. Right. But that's a function of his, like, anxiety. Yeah, and he's also like, Ooh, I thought we were in here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh. And he also puts himself to bed a lot now. Because he just can't take it. Yeah, he's like, I've had enough of this news. <laughs> I'm tired of these NPR news briefs. <laughs> Where is the dog news? <laughs> I'm out of here. Sealed never. I know, he hasn't gotten to the Chateau in a while. Yeah. It's been a wild sort of time. Yeah. As everyone knows. Yeah. And as it continues to be. How how have you been filling the time besides your day-to-day actual work? Well, I have a, I actually have quite a bit of day-to-day actual work. I know you added a daily podcast to your full. <laughs> I added a daily <laughs> podcast in addition to Forever 35 and this book that I'm writing. Do you find that the daily podcast is helpful to you? I do find that actually. Good. It gives some like good daily structure to my day i'm really just looking for daily structure these days well i mean luckily on days you know like today where it's really just we're sort of like knock out the podcast but the rest of our day is henry there's already structure built into his day yeah by in turn creates structure for your own day totally i agree um and it's also just good to be able to kind of (laughs) What? I'm just laughing at all my old stuff that you have. <laughs> like what? My headphones, my microphone, my keyboard, my laptop stand. <laughs> you just like absorb my stuff. You're in my chair. <laughs> uh-huh. We're reusing. <laughs> yes. We're 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 downcycling to Dory. Yeah. I'm the recipient of all of Matt's downcycling. It's fascinating to me. I was like, I'm a little jealous of your noise-canceling headphones. I wish they'd cancel this buzz I keep hearing. Oh. Do you want to trade headphones? No. All right. Um, yeah, and it's good to just, like, have, to be able to have a daily conversation with someone, kind of just going do you over. Think it's this, Yes, maybe? I do. Oh, I turned off. Um, just going over, like, how we're feeling and what we've been up to. Oh, okay. Um, 
so yeah, and I think it's been helpful for Kate too. Don't you? Don't we go over how we're feeling? Not a lot. No, never. <laughs> but we do clean every night at nine o'clock. We do, which you admitted was like a, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was I my, don't like it. It was my idea. I don't like having to do it. I know, but but I appreciate the end result. Yeah, it's like we actually have a somewhat clean house now. It's so weird. It's very weird. Like, our house was a chaotic mess for five years. It really was. And now, four days of <laughs> four days of Matt and I cleaning together at 9 o'clock every night for 15 minutes. And the house is clean. Uh, by the way, the stop, the stop, the buzzing stop when I let go of it. And you put it on a blanket. Well, I'm just saying, I just, I'm I think you're the conduit. I, I agree. I have a grounding issue. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be grounded, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we tell Alexa to set a timer for 15 minutes. And we just, we clean, we, we clean like the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen. It's much. just a, it's a, it, it's a, it's a tidy up. It's a tidy up. It's yeah. not like a deep clean. Correct. It's 15 minutes and we're on a timer. Yep. So it's like. It's like, go, go, go. Who cares? And then the timer goes off and it's like, all right, we're done. And sometimes we're like still doing something and we just finish doing that and then we're done. Yeah. Like the other night we put the sheets back on the bed. Yes. It's basically been the only time in my life where I've cleaned every day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like the thing that people always tell you to do. Like, just just tidy up once a day. And, like, we just never did it. But and then, who is telling? I've never heard this in my life, obviously. Look at well, me. You've lived with me for five years. One time I asked my friend Grace, who's the cleanest, most organized person I know, yeah. what her strategy is. And she said she tidies up every day. But she did not say that she does it at a set time. I don't know. That was my idea. Hmm. Because I felt like that would give us structure and it would give us like, like we would expect it. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, at nine o'clock we clean instead of being like, hey, do you feel like cleaning now? Because the no, answer would always, always be, be no. Because no. it's always like. Do you feel like doing the podcast? Not really. Right. So I was like, okay, if this is our schedule and it's only 15 minutes and we just kind of go, 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 then like we're not going to expect to fully clean the whole house, but at least this will get us a baseline so it's not a total pigsty. Yeah. I would, I would, I would recommend it if you're out there and you're like, maybe you're already cleaning every day and you're like, what took you guys so long? <laughs> You, you disgusting humans. You <laughs> maybe that's what you're like. Uh, but maybe you're out there going like, that. you know, it doesn't sound bad. But like, what else are you doing at 9 o'clock, everybody? Yeah. It's not like you're watching TV. I was doing a puzzle. I was... And then I was. Then I ate dinner quickly before we cleaned. Sanding the 900th coat of paint off of this guitar yeah. that's never going to get finished. Because then it's also nice because I do try to clean, like clean, clean once a week. Like I clean the bathrooms um vacuum etc but at least when we're picking up once a day the deep clean is not as onerous yes it's again that whole thing you know you, you gotta just stitch it up now before the whole sleeve falls off that's the saying <laughs> so 
Those are our hot housekeeping tips. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's also like some of the only teamwork we do besides changing a diaper on a baby. Yeah, I mean, it is something that like we do together that is for the good of both of us. I wish more people did it. Wow, I love that you're a convert after like four days. I don't really care what you guys do at home. It's fine. <laughs> I don't wish people did it. I I mean, I have been, it's been nice that you've embraced it. Well, you know, it also, but it also helps me like see you before you disappear to bed and I disappear to the shed. Yeah. It's like a built-in time. Yeah, that built-in 15 minutes. Well, look, 15 minutes is better than no minutes. That's true. 15 minutes is better than I come into the house in your sleep, <laughs> which is every day almost. Yeah. I would like, I would also like us to have once a week a date night. We have it. It's here. Welcome to the date night. No. Everyone's a part of it. No. No date nights. We can't go anywhere. We can have a date night in our Why house. Why can't we have a date night where we dust the shed? That's not very fun. Disagree. <sighs> How are you all getting by? Are you tired of each other yet? I'm just wondering. Oh. I'm like wondering what, what everyone else is doing. I think it I think there's a big divide between people who have kids and people who don't. What is that divide then? Because people who don't have kids well, okay, there's a few divides. There's like people who don't have kids versus people who have kids. The people who have kids, especially if they have like school age kids or mm-hmm. homeschooling, would, and if they're still working, that's like a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then there's a divide between people who are working and people who have been like laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, of course, a divide between people who are sick and people who aren't sick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different experiences out there. Yeah, I'm interested in them. Well, we got some emails from people. Should we, should we take a short break and then come back to the emails? Okay. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Kitty Litter. You know, if your cats could talk, they'd probably say exactly what's on their mind. Like, leave me alone. I'm a cat. Because cats are also notorious for hiding their illness. But with Pretty Litter's health-detecting formula, there's no secrets. Pretty Litter is the world's smartest kitty litter. Their proprietary formula changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And unlike conventional litters that contain ingredients and additives that may be damaging to your cat's health, Pretty Litter is created from naturally occurring minerals and is safe for your cat. It's also designed with a specialized de-dusting process, making it virtually dust-free. And it weighs up to 80% less and comes in a small lightweight bag that's delivered right to your door. Shipping is free and you can get bags shipped regularly so you can cross that chore off your to-do list. Our dog walker, Mary Jane, has cats She loves Pretty Litter and is obsessed with it and says that it's like the best litter she's ever used. She loves how compact the bag is and how it doesn't smell. It's great. So do what Mary Jane did. Make the switch to Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code ADVENTURE for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code ADVENTURE for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code ADVENTURE. 
Now then. Hi. Where were we? Hey, y'all. Hi. Well, I was talking about how I don't, I wonder how other people are dealing with the chaoticness of the, the not chaos. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to get to that because we got a couple emails about it. Yeah. And then you said, let's take a break. Yeah, I did. And, then and now it's the next the day. Break. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm pretending it's not. And I know my memory is like a locked trap for things that aren't things I have to do. I know it's weird. It is very strange. Um, remember last week we heard from someone who had been basically cut off by her older sister. Yes. In an email I like to describe as wacky Nunu. <laughs> wacky Nunu. All right. Well, we got some responses to that. Appliance Direct in Florida. If you're a Florida listener, Thank you'll, you. you'll understand. All right. This first response is from Anonymous. I absolutely would have done something similar if my younger brother, I only have brothers, had told me he and his wife were having a baby over video chat after knowing that we were going through, after knowing what we were going through to have a baby. Thankfully, it never came to that. But after two miscarriages and IVF, I got to the point that I had to take what may seem like drastic measures to protect my own sanity. I didn't cut myself off from anyone, but I did distance myself from pregnant friends and family members. I politely declined invites to baby showers and parties because I just couldn't handle it emotionally while we were in the midst of fertility treatment. Video chatting someone who is going through fertility treatment <clears throat> or is dealing with infertility to tell them you are pregnant is so ridiculously insensitive, it makes my blood boil just thinking about it. The older sister is hurt, and in my opinion, rightly so. It makes total sense that she would need to take a step back from By family way, events. This is all shocking to me. It's not shocking to me. I kind of agree with it. Uh, look, I'm just saying how I feel. I know, and I'm just saying how I feel. Shocked. Um, and what not to protect herself during this time. It is an exciting time for the younger sister. She should absolutely enjoy her pregnancy, but she is now a living reminder to her older sister of what the older sister wants so much and has been working so hard to get. So is every human being you look at. We were all babies at one point. Navigating family dynamics when a sibling or other close family member is going through fertility treatment or dealing with infertility is so tough. It's hard to know what to say or how to approach things when your family member is going through such an emotional and physically taxing thing. My advice to the listener would be to be patient and let her sister have the space she needs. It's tough when you're going through an exciting time and you want to share it with everyone, but sometimes we all have to take an extra moment and consider how we'd feel in the same situation. An email is almost always a better way to break news like that to someone who is dealing with infertility. I hope her sister is able to take the time she needs and come back to her family soon. My husband wants me, my husband wants me to note that he did not view the video call as egregious a misstep, a misstep as I did. I love the podcast. Now, after everything, have a five and a half month old science baby who is amazing in every way. We all deal with this stuff differently. And at the end of the day, sometimes we all need a little space. I mean, look, I, I, I'd like Dory also to note that her husband feels similarly. I know. I, yeah. I do think the older sister's response was extreme, but I also think the younger sister is a little clueless. Um, and her, her, clueless. yeah, I don't think she's clueless. And her whole thing of like, I didn't mean to FaceTime her. Like I just meant to call. Oh, well, that sounds like bullshit, but that sounds like total bullshit. And also it's like, okay, well, so you FaceTime her instead of calling, then you shouldn't, you, you could have just pretended you were just FaceTiming her. You right. didn't have to like yes, reveal sure. the pregnancy. Also, if she had listened to our podcast, like she said she had, she would know that we have said many times 
many times that if you're in this situation and you are the pregnant person, the best way to communicate this news is via email so that the person on the receiving end has time to process the news on their own time and in their own way. Okay. We have never said FaceTime them. No, no, we haven't. So. But also, it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't seem... It just seemed extreme. I agree. I think it was extreme. Um, And then we also got an email from Veronica, who writes, just a quick idea for the listener whose sister blocked her. If she decides to send a letter by snail mail, which I think is a great idea, she should write on the outside of the envelope a little note that says something along the lines of, I love you. I'm sorry. Please open and read when you're ready. I would write, you're not going to believe how this pregnancy is going. Open to find out. Oh. And then like pictures of your ultrasound. It'll be so much fun. That's such a great idea. If she decides to send an email, she could do something similar, making the subject line read the same thing. Hope this helps. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Buzzy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. No one else hears it, just me. Yeah, I think you might have ringing in your ears. No, it's it's an electronic buzz that goes away occasionally. Okay, I don't hear it. And I am usually very sensitive to these things. I will hear it when I do it. The post. Okay. All right. You asked how people are doing. I did. Wait, you're kidding me? That's it from that? From that? Yeah. We only got two responses to that. That is wild to me. Yeah. Well, if you want to weigh in, other listeners, please do. Dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com or call us at 413 461 baby. I'm sitting here with a latex glove wrapped around a microphone because. I feel like it's my body that's causing a ground. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, okay. This next email is from Heidi. I'm a first time mom having our science baby early next month. I'm likely going to have a C-section due to marginal placenta previa, but we don't know for sure yet. For now it's scheduled for May 4th. We just found out this week that partners slash spouses and a doula are allowed in labor and delivery, but not in the OR for C-sections. Mm-hmm. So unless something changes, my husband won't be there in the OR, but he can be there for now in the recovery room. I'm scared of the idea of having a C-section and even more nervous knowing I'll have to go through it alone. I'm also sad that my husband will miss our daughter's birth. Just wondering if any of your listeners are in the same situation or similar. Right now, I'm just feeling really alone in being concerned about this and wondering how others are coping. Stay safe and healthy and hi to Henry and Bo. Cheers, Heidi. That Dory. is really hard. I'm so sorry. Oh, gosh. I don't know that I have any great advice. I don't know. How are Do they? Do you remember me being there? Yes, of course I remember you being there. I remember I mean, you. You were very drugged up, so I don't know. I was, but what I mostly don't remember is the period between him actually being born and then like waking up in the recovery room. Mm-hmm. I remember... I remember up to him being born. Mm -hmm. I remember like squeezing your hand. Mm -hmm. You were kind of sitting, you were like to my left, like behind me. Yep. Um, I made you cut the cord. Yes. Um, I was shaking uncontrollably. This is also true. From what I understand, a scheduled C-section is usually not Not as chaotic. chaotic. So hopefully you'll be like calmly wheeled into the OR. You'll say, you know, 
bye to your husband. You'll see him in the recovery room. It'll all be very easy and quick. And then, you know, life will go on. That's what I'm hoping for you. I'd love to, but I'd love to hear from people who have been in a situation where they didn't have their partner or doula in the OR for a C-section for whatever reason, or maybe you're a single mom and you didn't have anyone or, you know, whatever. I'd love to hear from people who have gone through that and how you I mean, dealt. even at Cedars, really, it was just me. I was the only one allowed in. Yeah. Our doula stayed out. But if I'm saying, like, if you didn't have a partner, right. maybe you, you would have your doula. Okay. <laughs> Do you hear it? A little bit. Thank but... you. I feel much better, by the way. I think it might be my headphones. Oh. Okay. Do you hear it anymore? I hear it a little bit. Mm, interesting. Now she hears it, everybody. Okay. We also heard from Betty, who writes, How are we coping, you ask? We are not coping well. My husband and I are in the hot zone of Fairfield County outside of New York City and are both working from home full time while taking care of a two year old who doesn't understand why she's being neglected and ignored all day. I basically feel like I'm committing child neglect so that I can do the busy work my office is making me do at home. My husband works in New York City and was smart enough to start working from home a month ago. We don't leave the house except to go on drives to get the two year old to sleep. She only sleeps on her own at daycare, of course. And we're all in extreme stress. I'm so, so, so envious of your home projects and daily walks. It's like Mad Max in my house. Fortunately, we stocked up early on tons of diapers, wipes, toilet paper, Clorox wipes, and food. So it's like Mad Max in spirit and in pajamas only. (laughs) P.S. We have been disinfecting our grocery delivery since before that video and we'll continue to do so. I am committed. Betty, 1,500 square feet that is shrinking daily. And OMG, why didn't we buy a house with a huge yard in Fairfield, Connecticut? Um... Wait, in Fairfield, Connecticut? Yeah. That's Fairfield County? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. It's a hot spot? Yeah, because of that. There was that party oh, that in Westport. Cool biotech party? No, that was in Boston. That was in Boston. There was a 40th birthday party in Westport where a. How was your brother and sister in law out there? They're not friends with these people. Well, they should be. <laughs> And apparently one of the guests started feeling sick on his plane ride back to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Turned out he had it and had given it to like half the party, but they didn't know they had it for days. Obviously like their kids went to school, they went to work, they hobnobbed around town. Yeah. Like Fairfield Connecticut types. Right. So then it just spread. So mm-hmm. the town of Westport became a hotspot. And then I think the whole County was yikes. Yikes. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, th- we said it last week. I'll say it again, but thank God Henry is too young to feel neglect. Yeah. <laughs> or delivered. <sighs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? 
maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks to bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Or I mean, I look, He's you just have to like, it's out of sight, out of mind with him mm-hmm. in the sense of how he feels about people being around. Right. Like if Dory and I are not established in a room, then he does not. Yes, but the second us. one of us comes in, yes. then you're there, and then he gets upset if you leave. Yes. That, I think he gets more upset when you leave. He does. Why? Because I don't know. I'm more of a treat. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, 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 you haven't been around as much. Rare treat. Yeah. He's used to me. He's like, oh, mom. Yeah. Well, look, I'll take it for now. It's the only time in his life he'll enjoy seeing his father. That is not true. Yeah, look, I've seen a lot of uh, TV and movies. <laughs> you know. Fuck you, Dad. And then he takes the car and drives to the boo. <laughs> Going to the boo. <laughs> he won't say that. He'll just drive off in his, for some reason, he has a 65 Camaro? Mustang. <laughs> All right. With a surfboard on the top. Oh, do you think he'll be a surfer? In in my in, your, in my current <laughs> scenario, yes. 
Because <laughs> I've just been listening to the Beach Boys for some reason. Um. All right. This next email is from our friend Lex. Hey, Lex Connor. What's up? Hi, guys. It's only been two weeks since I last wrote in. Oh, he, the, he sent this last week, but not in time for the podcast. So, so just weeks. keep that in mind. It feels like a year has gone by. I'd figured that the next time I wrote in, it would be about the baseball season or to talk about my work, my wood shop, but that's not where we are these days. You wanted to hear about how people are holding up while staying at home. So here's my version. First of all, I happen to have a job that is considered to be essential to the state of Indiana. So I'm not staying home. As you may remember, and I don't see any reason that you would, what I haul is canned tomatoes and tomato products, ketchup, juice, salsa, all sorts of sauces, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm part of the grocery supply chain. Not only do I go to work each night, but since demand has gone up, we are being asked to work extra shifts up to the maximum hours legally allowed for truck drivers. Wow. Beverly and John, however, have not left the house in the last two and a half weeks. Since I already have to be out of the house, that means there's no reason for anyone but me to do things like getting groceries. Although truck driving is a job that doesn't put into too much, that doesn't put into too much person to person contact throughout the night. Most of the people that I do come across are other drivers, many of whom have come from all over the country. Even if I don't run into them personally, we're all passing through the same areas of the plants and warehouses that I go to each night. There have been lots of precautions put into place and I'm pretty diligent about being safe and careful, but it still means that I have a fairly good chance to get exposed to the virus. I make sure that when I get home, I touch nothing and no one until I've thoroughly decontaminated myself. All of this adds a whole new level of stress and anxiety to my job and my life. I'm exposing myself to risk while both trying to provide for my family and protect them from the outside world while also trying to keep a brave face so as to calm their fears. Truthfully, mainly Beverly's fears since I don't think a 15-year-old kid minds being at home with a PlayStation for a couple of months. I say all of this not to be depressing or to complain. I understand that in many ways I'm lucky to be able to just to continue to work through all of this, but to point out that there are a lot of us out there who work in the supply chain for food and medicine and other essential items, along with first responders, healthcare workers, utility and infrastructure workers, and a whole slew of others that I haven't thought of. We are trying to keep everything running so that everyone else can stay at home. So on behalf of everyone who works in a food processing plant, cannery, warehouse, truck, and grocery store, as well as all those I mentioned before, I have a favor to ask. Stay the fuck home. If what you are leaving the house for doesn't in some way help keep you or someone else alive, this is not the right time to do it. Matt, this includes the hardware store. Those of us who need to be out here don't need extra people spreading extra germs around. I figure that it is only a matter of time before I actually do get sick, but let's try to prolong it as long as possible. I know that most eggheads are smart, science-minded people who already understand the importance of social distancing, but I thought maybe a little perspective would help drive the point home. I don't think he intended that pun. Or but, did he? Or did he? Did I tell us those? Okay. PSA over. Everyone stay safe and stay home. Lex. P.S. Matt, I promise next time I'll try to talk about my wood shop. Uh, thank you, Lex. Good update. Thank you for continuing to provide canned tomato products. If on your journey you could answer why ketchup tastes good on nothing cold, let me know. Is that true? Think about it. I mean, I used to eat it with... Um, Don't be gross. <laughs> turkey cold cuts. I dip oh, turkey cold cuts yeah. in ketchup. Officially gross. <laughs> it's delicious. It's gross. Anyway, Lex will be happy to know I haven't been to a hardware store in a while. That's true. I also don't leave the house except for Monday mornings to go grocery shopping. Yep. I'm in an endless uh, internet search to try to find ways to avoid going grocery shopping. Yep. But here we are. 
Here we are. Indeed. Um, thank you for that, Lex. Um, all right. We are going to take another short break. BRB. All right. We're back. We're back. I went to the hardware store. What? No, I'm just kidding. You teleported there? Lex. Thank you for your tomato products. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your tomato products. I usually put um, like a can of diced or crushed tomatoes on the grocery list. So thank you for keeping that supply chain moving. She does. It's true. All right. It's from Judith. I wrote in once before about the Bake Off Recap Podcast. Update since then is that I am now pregnant with science baby twins. Whoa. Right now we are anxious more than anything, but looking forward to the day when our joy takes over. Anyway. I've been enjoying your daily Henry videos. He is so adorable and curious. When we have our kids, I would like to limit the toys to simple, high-quality ones like you have for Henry, because both because I think it is healthier for them and also because we live in a tiny Brooklyn apartment. How do you limit incoming toys from well-meaning family and friends? Do you tell them what kind of toys are okay? Have you had to set limits around this? How do people react? Would love to hear about your experience and other listeners as well. Thank you for making a mostly corona-free podcast. All the best, Judith. Well, people aren't exactly approaching us with toys. <laughs> it's not. Uh, should should they be? Am I now mad at everybody for not? No, I, you know I think it it might partly be because we don't live near family, so like people can't like drop by with stuff. Yeah, and like there's rare. I think the only thing I've ever like bought for Henry toy wise out and about was Eeyore at Disneyland. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, because he's got plenty of toys. And like you say, high quality toys, like empty Feige yogurt containers. <laughs> yep. And empty milk jugs. And wooden spoons. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we don't ask for any toys. People don't get us toys. And it never, it doesn't seem like he wants any more toys. No, I, I mean, mean, there are some toys that we have stored away. Yes. For the future. Well, because also because and we did get, you know, in the first few months, we had, we had some toys come in. Yeah. Um, Rye refers to toys as play objects. Okay. With the idea that like most things to a baby can be played with. Yes. Um, like I gave Henry a desk drawer organizer and he was immediately captivated by it. Yeah, he loves it. Um, he's a big, he's really into putting things into containers. containers. Yeah, he's in a big putting things in containers phase. That's why he stacked uh, three blocks again. He loves so blocks. He's very proud of himself when he did it. Did he clap? Yep. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Advice. Yeah, we don't. Also, we we sort of do have a rule about no toys that require batteries. Yeah. So nothing that makes noise or lights up. Which eliminates a lot of stuff. So many toys get eliminated. It's great. Yeah. Uh, things made out of wood are great. You know, you just want organic things that when he uh, eats it, it'll just pass through. <laughs> really in a chewing he, he does phase. put everything in his mouth 
Um, He's a real piece of work, that young Henry. That young Henry. But yeah, any any do you have advice? Um, you know what some people have done. We have not done this, but what some people have done is they make like an Amazon wish list with that's like that they're constantly updating. So if anyone ever asks you for like, if they're like, Oh, what should we get the twins for their birthdays? You can be like, Oh, well actually I have this Amazon wish list, And then it's only toys that you have chosen. That's yeah. That's also a handy way to do it. Or just always have suggestions. Like for example, my mom asked me what, they should what she and my dad should get Henry for Hanukkah. And I sent her a link to the xylophone bench. So like I had something in mind kind of ready to go. Oh, they got that. He loves that. Yeah. He loves that thing. Right. Um, They never would have known that to get that on their own, you know? Um, So I think it's good to just have a sort of like running list in your head. And also just, I think you can say like, you know, we're, we're not big toy people. We're, we're limiting the number of toys. We think it's healthier for the baby. Like, I don't know. Just, just say, say whatever. It's also easier for you if they don't have a lot of toys. I don't want to be up to my ass in toys. I've already got twins. That's also a good way to say it. All right. We are going to play a voicemail that was emailed to us. So it's a voice memo then. It is a voice memo. So let me see if I can find it. Guess what? You could not find it? I found it. Oh. Here it is. Hi guys. Um it's Gabby from Philadelphia. This is the first time I've ever done a voice memo. <laughs> but that last caller from rural Mississippi uh sounded so good. I wanted to try it as well. Um Dory, I wanted to ask what it's been like becoming a vegetarian. Um, I've considered it many times. I, I try and keep my my meat to a minimum, um, you know, two two times a week. But I do eat fish as well as eggs and other other types of dairy here and there. Um, so that would be a challenge for me to give up. But I try and buy, you know, the most quality products when considering um, those food choices, cage-free eggs from Happy Chickens or directly from a farm, which I have um, down the road, luckily. But anyway, um, what has been the biggest challenge and what kind of like advice would you give uh, to people considering it as well? Um, Have you incorporated a lot of meat substitutes like tofu and all those things? Or are you just kind of full steam ahead with like veggies and those types of options anyway um i just thought i would uh put that out there because it's been mentioned a few times and um since it's something that's kind of always on like the cusp of my my mind uh i wanted to ask more and uh i mean with everything going on i've been super pro like non-waste and just basically cooking everything that we have in the house Maybe eating a little more meat than usual, but, you know, it's just a crazy time. So, anyway, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Well, Gabby, first of all, thank you for your voice memo. Quality was exceptional. Um, Vegetarianism. I think the biggest challenge is 
restaurants and like eating with my husband. Correct. Um, in terms of like me personally, I actually haven't found it that difficult. Um, meal kits honestly do help. You can Hello find our HelloFresh code somewhere. <laughs> I think it's Adventure I think it's like 20? excellent. 10. I think it's excellent 10 right now. They they change the code constantly. Um, Because they're always like changing their offer. But I do like I we do I do actually pay for HelloFresh. Because they have made being a vegetarian easier because I just know that I'll have at least a few meals. And they look good. Always. They are good. Um, And they're easy. Then I would be like, she's not gonna well, you know, I can cook a meal for both of us. Yeah, I know, but like, then you don't have a meal. But it doesn't matter. You love leftovers. Bo got scared by that. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I do like about a meal kit is that I make things that I would never think to make on my own, like barbecue pineapple flatbreads. You're always talking about pineapple, pineapple barbecue flatbreads, though. Of course you would have thought to make that. You can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> what? Barbecue pineapple <laughs> Sounds terrible. They were good. Um, it's kind of like the vegetarian version of like the barbecue chicken pizza from California Pizza Kitchen. Yep. Familiar. It smelled like it too. It's good. CPK. Yep. I miss CPK. Um, Support your local CPK, everybody. <laughs> if they have delivery. Um, I have explored meat alternatives i do use tofu quite a bit um i try not to use too many fake meat products because a lot of them are very processed and so they're not like that great for you even though they're they are quote-unquote plant-based so you kind of got to be careful um about those but try to eat a lot of legumes a lot of lentils um I'm definitely eating more carbs than I used to, but like, who cares? Um, pastas, rice, a lot of veggies. Yeah. If you, you know, if you well, can how swing was your it. transition though? Well, as I, as I have said before, I think because I was doing it for ethical reasons, it was, it was easier because anytime I was like remotely tempted by meat, all I had to do was think about a sad cow. And I was like, nope, don't why, want it. Why thinking about me? Why would thinking about me make you not eat meat? Folks, hi. I'm at my <laughs> sad cow. <laughs> uh, good to be back. <laughs> um, okay. So you put a face to it. Yeah. I see. All right. I put faces to it too. But I also spend a lot of time hunting in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I feel I feel like if I were to ever go back to eating meat, I, I, I have more trouble empathizing with chickens. <laughs> so I would probably be more inclined to trouble? eat chickens. <laughs> what do you mean trouble? Like... I find it easy to empathize with pigs and cows. Okay, yeah. But for some reason, chickens don't elicit the same emotional response in me. 
I see. Because they don't have big eyes. Probably. But like uh, fish. See, fish, like octopi are so smart. Okay. I feel bad eating them. They're not smart enough to avoid being caught. Well, we are awful predators. I'm Matt Myra. (laughs) Um... Yeah. I don't know. None of it feels great, which is, you know, partly why I'm still a vegetarian. Um, hope that answers your question, Gabby. Feel free to uh, follow up. All right. How have you been finding Impossible Burgers? They're good. They, they, they taste very similar to a, a regular burger. Like when we order from like Wall Burgers or Fat Burger. They're only Wall Burgers. Because we support Dorchester. <laughs> yep. Wahlburgers. Wahlburgers. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Impossible Burger. Like, they figured out how to make them juicy in a way that's, like, weird. Like, like to the point where I often bite into one. And I'm like, sounds gross. And I'm like, is this meat? <laughs> really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Swear to God. If you say so. All right. I know you don't. All right. This is from Jessica. Hey, Dory and Matt. I, like Dory, have been spending a lot of my free downtime playing Best Fiends to the point that my husband now calls it my Risa game, which I'm sure Matt will know is a reference to the Star Trek TNG episode. I know that Dory said it wrong. What is it? Risa? Yep. My Risa game. The Star Trek TNG episode, The Game, where everyone on the crew becomes right. obsessed with this dumb, addictive game where you all where all you seem to do is put a ball in a funnel. Thank God Ashley Judd and, and Will Wheaton saved the day. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that has become addicted. In addition to referencing TNG, my husband, like Matt, also views this time of quarantine as a fulfillment of his genie wish. <laughs> he has been lucky enough to get four weeks paid time off to do all of the projects he's been wanting to do around the house, including rewiring, drywalling, and reorganizing his shop. Our detached garage is his wood shop. Mm-hmm. Making bagels and spending time. <laughs> making bagels. I love it. With our dog, Kiva. My unrelated question to anything is, are you fans of the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen YouTube channel? I've recently become obsessed, especially with gourmet makes. There's just something so satisfying with watching Claire, a professional pastry chef, attempt to recreate classic snack foods. Thank you for the pot each week, Jessica. Living in a 1,460 square foot house, including unfinished basement with a 260 square foot detached garage in beautiful Portland, Oregon. With one husband, one husky dog mix, and the current debate on if these two 30-year-olds should start trying to have a family or just take a trip to Japan. Of course, in the time of COVID-19, both of these efforts are on hold. 30? So you're doing great for yourselves. Yeah, seriously. In in Oregon? And bagels? (laughs) Making bagels in your spare time? (laughs) That's like the new way to use yeast up there, I guess. After craft beer, they were like, what do we do now? Yeah, bagels. People who make bagels are very obsessed with the water. Yes, because it has a mineral count. You yeah. Know? I feel like LA water is probably very bad for bagels. It is. It's why they have Brooklyn water bagels out here. Oh, because they import the water. Yes, which is very silly. And I wonder if it's like a guy named Frank who just turns his hose on. <laughs> um, Jessica, I do. I enjoy the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. I don't watch it religiously, but we had Claire on Forever 35. Um, and she was delightful, as I'm sure you could have predicted. And I do enjoy her videos. They're very funny. 
Have you ever watched them? No. I think you'd like them. I've seen... I believe I've I've been recommended, like, Claire trying to make Pop-Tarts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it always is like, it's not going to be a Pop-Tart, though. It's going to be a bullshit thing that it doesn't taste nearly as bad as Pop-Tarts. But it's, it's still kind of fun I to watch. I want someone to fucking get the preservatives together, process the shit out of it at home, and make a Pop-Tart. Okay. I love Pop-Tarts. All right. I love chocolate Pop-Tarts. Come at me, bros. Do you eat? You don't eat them warmed up. No. Okay. What am I gonna what, burn my mouth with lava? <laughs> Pop tarts are ridiculous. They're so hot on the inside when you toast them; it's out of control. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually had a toasted pop tart. What? I've eaten. I've just eaten them out of the box. That's so uh, you know what I do, but also I have <laughs> occasionally treated myself to a toasted pop tart. Um, but the center of it is hotter. Yeah, I could I could core. see that, like molten lava. Yeah. Um, all right. It's from Kate. Hello, Shafriras. Finally, something I can contribute. I'm a childless newlywed who found you guys after listening to Committed. Oh, thank you. And I'm now hooked to y'all and Forever 35. Love, 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 and have left several other podcasts in the dust. Sorry, History of English podcast. I'll be back soon. <laughs> My husband and I are both Disney files, but after our first trip to Trader Sam's, he became deeply entrenched in hashtag tiki culture oh, no. <laughs> and <Get> imagineering. <laughs> He almost exclusively listens to Disney podcasts. So fellow listeners, here's what he would recommend. Oh, thank you. This is actually helpful. Go for it. Tomorrowland Transit Authorities, TTA. That's, that's good. Okay. The Backside of Water. <laughs> the Diz Unplugged. Oh, sure. I've listened to Diz Unplugged. WDW Radio. Defunct Land, which you you Defunct watch their Land channel, is my right? Jam. I yeah. love that. I watch it on YouTube all the time. And Yesterworld. Yesterworld is my comfort food. Oh. I love that guy, Yesterworld. He does the videos are so good, so well produced. And anytime Michael Eisner is a constant punchline, it's very funny. <laughs> we are not trying for kiddos yet, but in so many ways, I feel like you two are kindred spirits. For example, I'm six years older than my husband, too. Oh, nice. And I'm truly thankful for the community you've created for all those struggling to build their families and those who want to be a healthy support system. Sending love, light, and pixie dust from Montgomery, Alabama in 1,900 square feet with me, hubby, and two bad but sweet boy cats. All right. We got another uh, Disney podcast recommendation. Yeah. Kevin Perger is that guy's name. Defunctland's very well done, too. I've, I've like watched it on your computer with you a couple times because it's like on when I go into your office or something. Mm. All right. This is from Dana. I wanted to recommend a Disney podcast to the listener asking for them. I love listening to gays do the D. <laughs> That's a very funny name. I love it. <laughs> Which is two good friends discussing all things Disney. They're cheeky repartee keeps me laughing and they always provide very up-to-date info on a variety of disney news they also have fun features such as take two where they rewatch a disney classic and discuss it that's all just wanted to share my wreck dana with one husband and one 11 week old and approximately 2200 square feet in philly dana thank you for that recommendation as well gays do the d <laughs> i'm like worried about all these channels now that are like their content is literally going to disney all the time and now there's nothing to, yeah. nothing to go to. Oh, the stuff AJ's pulling out of her ass. Right now. <laughs> so, honey, 
Yeah. I don't remember if it was last week, maybe the week before, you asked if anyone was rowing whilst listening to the podcast. Yes, I did. Can you move your... Thank you. Why? You're sounding very far away. the buzz will away. be so buzzy. It's not buzzy. Mm. Uh, and we heard from longtime egghead, Patreon supporter, general good guy, Darren DeShong. Yes, familiar. Who wrote... I was actually rowing on my water rower when you asked if anyone was rowing. I knew it. On the podcast. Someone was rowing. And he included a picture. Whoa. That is, that is a hell of a... <laughs> Those appear to be his feet. That's a hell of a, of, a, of, a, of a run at that thing. Jeez Louise. That's a long ass machine. Well, he is in 1,800 square feet plus a 400 square foot finished basement in Palmyra, Pennsylvania, the town next to Hershey. What is that called? Palmyra. Same Matthew in front of that. <laughs> Matthew Palmyra. Yeah. Weird. Whoa. Weird. Makes you think. Thank you. P.S. My wife, Rachel, is an RN in the pediatric ER at Milton Hershey Medical Center, and her and her coworkers are true heroes. Here, here. Here, here. She's the hero. You just row all day. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show here. We're going to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes, you will. Dory, tell me who we're thanking first. Why don't you come over here so you can... I don't have my glasses. It's so far. I have a tiny screen. You have like a four-inch laptop. Just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We love our Patreon supporters. We get down and dirty in the Patreon apps every month. And we also have a massive back catalog of Patreon episodes. So if you're all caught up on Excellent Adventure and you're like, I really need more Matt and Dory in my life. I mean, I don't know why you would think that necessarily. But if you do, we're there. All right. Here's the first batch of this month's supporters. Diane M. Martin. Thank you, Diane. Caroline Land. Land. Greg Greg Watchorn. Jennifer H.S. Melody Baltazar. Tyler Rose. He's reading them on his phone. Karen McCurshie. Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith and Fletcher Babble. Allison Dean. Amanda Lady. Amy. Amy Giles. Andrea McCarroll. Andy Pavlik. Angie James. Anonymous, April Cherry, Ariana Perry, Ashley Cicely Lee, Audrey Watson, Aurora and Zelda, Becca, Becca Foster, Foster, Ben, a PhD, Brett Jarrett, Britt S. Baker, Brittany Bonanza, and Bruno Macias. 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 Machias. Machias? You never know. <laughs> Carly Moore, Carolyn N., Kathy Hill, Chinami Worth, Chris Dybel, Christina Smith, Cynthia, Diana, E. Fast, Elizabeth Gerardo, Elizabeth Kapuska, Kapustka, Emily, Erica Brown, Aaron Gudge, Aaron Turley, Fallon, and Greta Truitt. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you more than she does. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.